from the International News Desk of Farming Portal and Agri Newsnet. China and the U.S. compete for top spot in world agriculture dominance. China is America's largest agricultural export partner. The U.S. sent around $26.5 billion worth of food there in 2020. But since then, China has enacted stricter laws for food imports while continuing to invest in the latest advances in agriculture technology. Tonight, we take a look at what these changes mean for the U.S. and the balance between business and competition with one of our largest trade partners. One of China's latest tactics to control trade, increasingly refusing to accept food shipments bought from other countries. Between 2006 and 2019, China rejected less than 1% of those shipments. But after 2020, refusals increased as Beijing implemented COVID-19 protocols. And in 2022, new customs requirements placed additional regulations on even the lowest risk items, including wine, flour, and olive oil. Just in the last month, China's drills near Taiwan have threatened the international market. Over the past decade, China has spent trillions of dollars for agriculture technology. It's also invested in some of the most high-tech agriculture equipment. Drones used to spray pesticides, AI technology and genetic research to increase its pig population and pork production in greenhouses and indoor farming to grow crops year-round. Vertical farming has also grown in popularity in China. With the world's largest population, space can be limited in urban areas. Farmers have resorted to growing up rather than out. China sees the energy transition as an opportunity to lead in technologies and products not currently dominated by the West. In pursuing this ambition, China will rewire the energy system. It is already drawing commodities like oil, natural gas and coal, and it totally dominates the markets for the critical minerals that will enable the energy transition. These developments present two interlinked challenges for US-China relations. First, it is an industrial challenge. China already dominates the global supply chain for solar photovoltaics, is a major player in lithium-ion batteries, and has a strong, but lesser position, in wind manufacturing. As the energy transition unfolds, this list will grow. Western economies will depend on China for key products, with all the complications that such dependencies entail. Other countries will also turn to China for solutions to meet their energy needs in a low-carbon world. China will secure jobs, exports and be a source of international investment. China is well-positioned to be the central node in the multi-trillion dollar green economy. Second, it is a commodity challenge. As the world's largest energy consumer, China is both subject to market forces and a shaper of those forces. A slowdown or an acceleration in Chinese demand could mean the difference between crashing and booming prices in markets like oil or liquefied natural gas (LNG). But these commodity markets are still governed by Western structures, China plays by the rules set by others. Over time, this will change as demand for hydrocarbons decreases and demand for critical minerals increases. The market for critical minerals is far less developed. China can shape it, and in doing so, secure a foundation for its industrial ambitions as well as spark conflict, spread corruption, and cause immense environmental harm. You are listening to a podcast from our international news desk. By 2050, one scenario by the International Energy Agency shows that the international trade in critical minerals could exceed, in the value, the trade in oil and gas.29. In a low-carbon world, the geopolitics of energy will mean the geopolitics of critical minerals. Except, 
On current trends, this will be a world dominated and governed by China. How to prevent this from happening is a strategic challenge of the first order for the United States and its allies. China has a commanding position in the supply chains for clean energy. But it is also a major economy, and so it is impossible to imagine China not playing a role in supply chains. The United States needs to find a balance and discover how much dependence on China it can live with. Right now, the United States is a major energy provider to China. That gives the United States some leverage, losing these flows would hurt China a lot. It is possible to imagine the United States and China finding an acceptable level of interdependence in the energy system to mitigate the risks that each sees in depending on the other. Complete decoupling is not an option. It is also not desirable. And as the solar industry shows, having limited touch points along the supply chain can present massive risks for the United States. There must be some middle point between complete decoupling and unfettered cross-border investment. This is a prime area for serious thought leadership over the next few years. This was a podcast from the news desk of CRA Media International in Los Angeles in the USA.